invite you to turn your Bibles now to Colossians chapter 3. I'll begin reading at verse 18 to chapter 4, verse 1. We're using a pew Bible that can be found on page 1170. This letter was written to the church in Colossae, and it was written by the Apostle Paul. And then in a few moments, we're going to turn to Lord's Day 39 in the Forms and Prayers book. Let us now turn our attention to God's holy and inspired word. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, treat your bondservants justly and fairly, knowing that you also have a master in heaven." Thus far, the reading of God's word this evening, we're going to look particularly at verses 20 and 21. At this time, I invite you to turn in the Forms and Prayers book with me to page 246. Page 246, at the bottom there, you'll notice Lord's Day 39, question and answer 104. Congregation, I'll ask the question. Let us respond with the answer. Just take note, it continues on the next page. What is God's will for you in the fifth commandment? That I show honor, love, and faithfulness to my mother and father and all those in authority over me. Submit myself with proper obedience to all their good teaching and discipline. And also that I be patient with their failings, for by their hand God wills to rule us. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we pray that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. That you would teach us what the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ is teaching the church. So that we may walk in faith. And that we may walk in obedience to your word out of gratitude for who you are and what you have done for us. May we be a thankful people and show our thanksgiving and gratitude by the way in which we honor you and your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Congregation of Christ, the first table of the law, that is the first four commandments, draw our attention to God, that vertical relationship between God and man. It draws our attention to the object of our worship, the one true God. The first four commandments draw our attention to the manner of worship, that is, how do we worship God, and also our right attitude before God when we worship Him. So the object of our worship, the manner of our worship, and the attitude 
of our hearts when we come to worship God. And now we come to the second table of the law that begins with honor your father and your mother that you may live long in the, in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Children show gratitude to God by honoring, loving, submitting to parents. And in fact, to all those who are in authority over them. And so this commandment applies not just to children in the home, but to all people who submit unto, under authority, whether it's church leaders or governments. It's a commandment that deals with authority. And it's fitting, isn't it? It's fitting that the fifth commandment begins with the teaching and command about authority, especially when you think about the second table of law being about man's relationship with man. That horizontal relationship. And we're going to see why it's fitting that the Lord provides this fifth commandment in the position it's in, in the list of ten. It's before you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, so on and so forth. What is the Lord teaching us? And this evening we want to use the text to look to the text in Colossians chapter 3, particularly verse 20 and 21. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. First, I want to make the point from Scripture that God gives authority to parents. Paul says, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Paul addresses the Christian household following the same pattern of teaching in the Old Covenant law. The fifth commandment was given to the nation of Israel, and it applies to the church of Jesus Christ and the Christian family or household. And before he speaks to the relationship between child and parents, he instructs husbands and wives in the marriage covenant. Do you notice that? Do you notice in verses 18 and 19, he talks about what's going on between husband and wife first before he talks about children? Because that's where the family begins, between husband and wife. One man, one woman in the bond of matrimony that marriage covenant. That's where the authority begins when it comes to now having children in the home. And so the fifth commandment commands children to honor their parents, which implicitly teaches that God gives authority to now parents over their children. He doesn't say obey your governments or obey such and such person, Aunt Lucy down the road. Although if you're at Aunt Lucy's house, you ought to obey Aunt Lucy. But no, the point is, Paul is getting to the heart of the Christian family. That parents have authority over children. To rule over them as God's representatives. The Lord ordained and purposed that human beings have authority over other human beings, and through parents then God rules over children because parents 
are his representatives. For what purpose? God gives authority to parents so that they may be, there may be law and order in the home and society, that Christ's name may be proclaimed and taught and instructed in the home. One commentator wrote, the fifth commandment precedes the commands that regulate our behavior to our neighbors because authority-obedience relationships are fundamental to interpersonal relationships. I'm going to read that again because he makes a very, very good point. The fifth commandment precedes the commands that regulate our behavior to our neighbors because authority, obedience, relationships are fundamental to interpersonal relationships. And those fundamental relationships begin in the home when parents exercise authority over their children. I'm speaking to the choir now when I say that there is without any doubt that there's a revolt against authority of all sorts today. There is an anarchist spirit in the world. A no law or a against law spirit. An against authority spirit. An anarchy, an antinomian spirit. And consequently, societies and civilizations crumble when children rebel against and dishonor parents and their author parents' authority in the home. In fact, the Apostle Paul, in his letter to Timothy, will go in so far to say that this will be a sign of the last days when children dishonor and shame their parents and strike father and mother. In order to curb and regulate sin in the home and to train children in the way of the Lord, God ordained authority. He gave authority to parents, which is the central and most important place of authority, obedience, relationships. Because it's from there where children learn to show and demonstrate obedience to those in authority under them in the world. Whether it's a school teacher, a church elder or deacon, an adult. It's in the home where they, their minds and hearts are formed and shaped by the word of God through the authority and teaching of parents. It seems to me that we see the destruction of civilization and society today very clearly. But nobody wants to talk about the home. Nobody wants to talk about the home. Well, Christians have something to say about the home, don't we? Christians have something to say about the relationship between parents and children. The authority-obedience relationship. Christians have something to say, don't we? About forgiveness of sins in Christ. Christians have something to say about how Christ transforms by His Spirit and renews and restores relationships. 
Christians have something to say, don't we? About how that relation, that living and vital relationship with Jesus impacts the home. We have a word to speak in the church and to those outside the church about the authority-obedience relationship. God gives authority to parents. It's the first and primary environment whereby children learn about authority from father and mother, and it is in the home that they learn to honor and obey authority. It begins in the home, boys and girls. It begins in the home. Through the means of parents, God rules over you, disciplines you, loves you, cares for you. In the home, children ought to learn to honor, respect, and obey other authority figures who are also representatives of God. Therefore, parents, we mustn't be derelict in our duty. Paul says, we'll go on to say, fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Yes, parents, you have authority. You've been given God-given authority in the home. But be careful how you use that authority. Be careful how you use that authority. It can be used for good and not harm. Used to build up and not destroy. Parents are stewards of God with our children. Children are not our idols. They're not our toys. They're not the vehicle by which we fulfill our dreams. They're children under our care, and we are stewards. Just like we're stewards of, our mon of the money that we have, or stewards of those things, we are stewards of our children before God. Children belong to the Lord, and as such, we instruct them in the ways of the Lord, and we pray for them. Parents may exercise authority over children and instruct them well, but what happens when they fall away? Does that mean that everything that the parents did was all for naught? No. Because that does happen. Parents are called to be faithful. Called to be faithful, to exercise authority, the authority that God has given them to rule over, disciple, to love, and care for children. The results are up to God. If you're a parent, perhaps you can sympathize with me on this one. Oh, wouldn't you love to go into the and just change them? We can't. We can teach, we can instruct, we can exercise that authority. But it is God who brings about transformation. It is God who works his grace in their hearts. We are called to exercise authority because it has been given to us by God and it is for the good of our children. So children, 
children, please know that. That God gave you your parents to exercise this authority because he loves you. The parents you have are the ones that God gave you. The parents who have raised you, discipled you, instructed you, they came from God, given to you by God. And God has given them authority over you and me. Secondly, God commands obedience. Paul says, obey your, your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. It pleases God when children honor their parents by obeying them. That is, by hearing what their parents are instructing them and responding. So this idea of obeying is both hearing and doing. It's kind of like the idea in James, be a hearer, not, don't just be a hearer of the word, but a doer of it, of it. That is, be obedient to the word. Hear it and do it. Because this pleases the Lord. You notice what Paul doesn't say. He, does, he doesn't say, this pleases your parents, although it does please your parents when you obey them. But he says, no, it pleases the Lord. This command here by Paul, which echoes the fifth commandment, this applies to those children who are still developing and growing up in the home until children become adults and are able to make decisions for themselves. And how should a child obey? God commands obedience. How does the child honor and obey parents? Well, Lord's Day 39 beautifully answers that question, interprets the fifth commandment, when it says that I show honor, love, and faithfulness to my father and mother and all those in authority over me, submit myself with proper obedience to all their good teaching and discipline, and also that I be patient with their failings, for by their hand God wills to rule us. To show honor, love, and faithfulness means that children respect their children as God's representatives. To show honor, love, and faithfulness to parents is to really show children love, honor, and faithfulness to God. I must submit myself with proper obedience to all their good teaching. So I need to show honor, love, and faithfulness. It means that I respect God's, or God's representatives, my parents who have authority over me. Paul says, obey your parents in everything that is in everything's lawful. Notice what the, the catechism says. To all their good teaching and discipline. Because Paul will go on to say, do not treat them harshly. In Ephesians, do not, fathers, provoke your children to anger and wrath, lest they become discouraged. As God's representatives, parents instruct 
children in the way and wisdom of God's word. They instruct them in how to practice wisdom. They correct children when they go astray and rebel or sin against God. They point the children to the Savior of our sins. They prepare children to leave the home. I tell parents, parenting is discipling children to leave the home and serve Christ. Whether married or single, you serve Christ. And parents disciple children to leave and serve Him. Because parents are still sinners, they don't, do not consistently exercise authority as they ought. That's why the Catechism says, be patient with what? Their failings. Their failings. Parents are susceptible to many failures and weaknesses. They too need the forgiving love and mercy of Jesus Christ. They too, by their life, must show their children that they need Jesus. As much as the children need Jesus. I'm sure I've said this before. I know I've said this before. But parents, how often have you repented in front of your children? How often have you told your children, I'm sorry, please forgive me? How often have you told your children, I've sinned against God? I need the forgiveness of Christ. I need Christ's blood. You see, this is the gospel at work in the home. God commands obedience, yes, He does. But children, when we disobey, what do we do? We run to our Savior. We run to our Savior. We run to our Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father who's beautifully described and who teaches us in Psalm 103. I think it's wonderful when children look up to their fathers or earthly fathers. I think it's fantastic and wonderful when they look up to their Heavenly Father. Because only your Heavenly Father is perfect. Only your Heavenly Father is just, righteous, and true. Only your Heavenly Father does what is good and pure. And in light of this, be patient with your parents in their weaknesses and failures. If you're taking notes, Belgic Confession, Article 36, unpacks this even more. A beautiful article in the Belgic. I would encourage you to read that, particularly as it relates to obeying other authorities, such as governments or other institutions that God has placed to rule over us. God commands children to obey parents in everything, and it is pleasing to the Lord 
when children obey parents in everything lawful. This, impl- this applies, in fact, to all people who are in positions of authority, like school teachers, church leaders, grandparents, children, when you're spending the night at your grandparents' house. You are under their authority. Lastly, God blesses obedience. God commands obedience. God blesses obedience. And interestingly, in Exodus and Deuteronomy, and even in Ephesians, we have that blessing for obedience. That you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. God adds a blessing and a promise to the command. And it could be said here in Colossians chapter 3 as well. For this pleases the Lord. The Lord blesses obedience. In all these texts, God declares that children who honor their father and mother will be blessed. And in the context of the Old Covenant administration, when the law of God was given, that Old Covenant law that was to be taken into the land of promise that would be their constitution. God said, if you obey your parents, you will live long in that land, that promised land, that land of Canaan. Obey parents and all those in authority like the elders of the tribes of Israel, the older men and older women. Obey them and there will be order and peace in the nation of Israel. But the children of Israel disobeyed God's command to honor father and mother. They committed great evil against the Lord, breaking the first four commandments and committing idolatry. And subsequently, they broke the fifth commandment as well. Sons dishonored and disrespected parents, which incurred judgment and wrath upon the people and nation. Exodus 21 verse 15 says, Whoever strikes his father or his mother shall be put to death. Well, while they were in the land, they dishonored father and mother. If you're taking notes, Ezekiel chapter 22, verses 6 to 12. Very important passage because in Ezekiel 22, we have there the list of sins enumerated by the prophet and why Israel was sent into exile They profaned God's name. They profaned God's Sabbath. They made idols. They dishonored father and mother. And consequently, they did not live long in the land. They were exiled into a foreign land. And so in the covenant, obedience to the commandment brought blessing in the land. Disobedience resulted in judgment and curse. But now what do we do with this promise? What do we do with this promise of blessing if we honor father and mother? And this is where we need to be careful not to abuse the text of Scripture. Because God promised Israel that they would not live long in the land of promise, the land of Canaan. What is Paul speaking of in Ephesians? When he speaks here in Colossians as well, he's talking about the Christian household the Christian family. He's talking about the church knowing the peace of God. The peace and favor of God in the home 
when children honor father and mother. Paul reminds the Christian household of God's promise of His peace and favor in the home when children honor their parents. This is biblical. It's also very practical and experiential as well. We know that. We've got to be careful on using a passage like this, a promise like this, Not to twist it and use it for our benefits. I heard a story of a wife who prayed to God when her husband was dying. And she prayed, Lord, please heal my husband. He has honored his parents from his youth. And your word says that we will live long in the land. Is this a proper use? Is that a proper understanding of what the promises of how God blesses obedience? Or how about the fifth commandment being misused by parents who keep children in check and make decisions for them even in their adulthood? But how do adult children honor their parents and know the blessing of God? Now that's a good question. That's a good question. Because I think as adult children to our parents, that's a question perhaps you have asked. What does it look like for us to honor father and mother? Because children, adult children are still called to honor father and mother. Proverbs 23 verse 22 says this, Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise or disrespect your mother when she is old. So how do we honor our parents when they are older? 1 Timothy chapter 5 also speaks to this. I'll draw your attention there. 1 Timothy chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. You see the levels of authority there? He says, honor widows who are truly widows, but if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow left alone has set her hope on God and continues in supplication and prayers night and day. Children honor their parents in their adulthood by caring for them in their old age. They don't take advantage of them in their old age. They don't neglect them and their needs in their old age. I'm so grateful that my father and mother instilled that in me at a young age. I remember my grandfather coming home from the hospital, and my dad built him this thing for the backyard where he can rest as he was recovering from treatment. He was dying at the time. 
And I remember a picture of my, my grandfather kissing my, my dad and saying, I love you, son. Thank you for caring for us. In your adulthood, adult children are called to honor father and mother. I say again that the apostle instructs the Christian household, but even natural law and reason, whose creator and author is God, teaches us that the relationship between parents and children is so vital and imperative to a civil and orderly society. And sadly, today we see the collapse of the home, and this has affected all institutions and all positions of authority because of this. But all the hatred and disobedience toward authority will know God's judgment and punishment because these things will not go unpunished because the wrath of God, the Bible says, is being revealed against all unrighteousness. And the decay and destruction of civilization are in fact what we're seeing before our eyes, acts of judgment upon the nations and peoples who refuse to honor God, honor authority, and that authority begins in the home. I remember watching an interview with the actor Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington was being interviewed by a Hollywood reporter. And the reporter wanted to play the race card and blame racism for the plight of inner city kids and gun violence that plagues America. And the reporter was shocked when Denzel told the reporter these words. He said, where are the fathers? Where are the fathers? Where are the fathers exercising authority over their children? And he gave testimony how he as a child who grew up in inner city, had many friends, and his home was the only home that had father and mother. All of his friends ended up in prison except him. Because his father taught him right from wrong. Color of one's skin doesn't determine one's morality. The structure of the home has been instituted by God himself and he places parents in positions of authority over children for good reason. And when God's blueprint for the family, God's blueprint for authority in the home is neglected or disregarded, chaos and unrest ensues. But when the Christian household and the household of God live in gratitude toward God, looking to Jesus Christ for forgiveness and mercy and healing. When the Christian household and family of God live in gratitude toward God by obeying His commandments because His commandments are not burdensome, it pleases the Lord. And He is glorified through His people and in His people. Congregation, we are living books of God's grace in Christ.
and we witness to the world in our ho- by our homes, by our families, and the way in which there is that authority, obedience, relationship between parents and children. Children, when you obey your parents in everything, it pleases your parents. Yes, it does, but it pleases the Lord. It pleases Him. And so let us honor and glorify God, showing gratitude to God for His mercies towards us by honoring and obeying our parents, even in our older age. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, O Lord, that your word is true and living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. We thank you, O Lord, that you have placed people in authority over us. We think especially of the home. We think of those, O Lord, also who have perhaps grew up in a home that was divided, a home where there was much pain and there was no authority. Oh Lord, many suffer and are hurting because of being raised in such an environment. And so we pray, oh Lord, for those who have not experienced a home life where father and mother raised them. Or perhaps it was a single mother or a single father. We pray, O Lord, that you would minister to those who are hurting as a result of their upbringing. But also, Lord, we pray that you would transform them in the renewing of their minds. That they, O Lord, would not be repeaters of history, but desire to walk in Christ and to fulfill your calling in their lives in establishing a home with your word as that blueprint. Oh, Father, we thank you that you are merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Because we as parents have fallen short. We as parents need the gospel. We need your healing mercies. We need your wisdom and grace to raise children in the way of Christ. Father, we thank you for faithful fathers and mothers. Those who exercised authority in the home in a way that was pleasing to you. Yes, they too were weak and failed at times too. But they desired to Establish a home in Christ and to lead and instruct children in the way of the Lord. 
We thank you for those parents. Father, we pray for the children of this congregation. We thank you for many, many children here. Thank you for their homes. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would teach them, even from a very young age, that to obey authority is to obey you. To obey, obey authority is to please the God who loves them and cares for them so much that he sent his son to die for them and to give them parents to teach them who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Oh, Father, we pray that in this coming week that we would take to, the, to heart and apply the truths of your word that we have learned in this day. From the morning sermon to the evening sermon, we pray, O oh Lord, that we would think and meditate upon and reflect upon the truths of your word, that we may glorify you and increase in faith and live our lives to the glory of your name. We pray this in Jesus' name.